Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> we are doing season three, episode three. The end of innocence. Kind of a Don Henley reference, huh? This is the end. Oh no. Of the innocent. Oh yeah, that is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Okay. <laughs> we got it. So guys, listen. Today's guest is a good friend of ours, actually. We haven't seen her in a while, but Kelly Cyrus. Kelly Cyrus was our beloved script supervisor on the OC <laughs> and numerous shows like Vampire Diaries, Entourage, and Dexter, and go look at her resume. There's a lot more. <laughs> she has since become a director on shows like You, Cruel Summer, The Originals, and The Flash. I'm thinking she has some great behind-the-scenes tidbits from the <laughs> OC. Please welcome Kelly Cyrus. Yay! Hi! How good are to you? see you guys. It's so good to see you. I know. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I've for you, but I've seen Melinda a couple of times. Right. You guys saw each other on Vampire Diaries and Entourage. Is that what you were saying? Well, yes. So I was just noticing that your, this episode that we're doing right now was your second to last episode it on was. the OC. Yes. Right? Where it was. Did, where did you go from the OC? I went with Michael Lang to a show called Greek. Oh, my oh. goodness. He was the producer director over there. Right. Aww, Uncle right. Mike. Yeah. So that's what was it? Was it like, okay, I've done. You, you started oh, with the pilot. You know what? No, that's was... not true. I went to a show called Related. Right. Uh, Marta Kaufman. Right. She has okay. a little show called Friends. Right. If you know of her. <laughs> she had the show called Related. And I was it went there. Was it just time to leave? You just wanted a change of scenery? No, you remember season three, it, they changed everything. Remember, like, Lucas George was gone. Oh. A lot of those people. And they brought in a whole new, like, line producer. And they oh, got really? rid of, Yeah, they got rid of a lot of people. And they called me. I'll never forget it. I was sitting in Hawaii <laughs> by the pool during hiatus. And they're like, um, just want to let you know, a lot of people aren't going to come back season three, but we want you to come back. But then they wanted me to alternate. So they changed your job yeah. a bit. Okay. Yeah. Which was fine, but I didn't really want only half the money. <laughs> right. right. Oh. I really wanted to work full time. Right. Alternating's hard because you just have like this weird chunk of time off and then... You work for eight days and then you have eight days off. From a production point of view, what would be the benefit of switching off? There, there really isn't one from oh. production. Oh. Um, it really should, I would think, would be up to the script supervisor and if they want to alternate because it's a little hard. Because, you know, you're the continuity of the show. And right. if you're not there for every episode, how are you the continuity yeah. of that show? Ah. If you someone know? asks, like, you know, in this scene last and we were doing exactly. this. And honestly, you, you know, the role of the script supervisor, I think, is the glue of the whole thing. Like, you Absolutely. hold everything together because you're the one person we can come to and say, what hand do I shake with? What? How did I turn? Like, literally, every movement you make, you are studying. And it's, I was always so amazed by your position and how well... You did it. It was like, you know, and you were there with us from the beginning, every step of the way, yeah. quite literally memorizing our steps. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so amazing to me, the skill that goes behind it. It's hard. You know, it's, it's a tough job, but it, it's what you make of it. Because I've worked with others I, as a director now, when I'm working with other script supervisors, I'm like, oh, they don't do it quite like I did. <laughs> but I mean, not everyone does. A lot of people might focus like on note taking. And I find since digital's come in, with the typing and stuff, it's really, I feel like that sort of has trumped the actual job of the continuity. What, and what would you describe? What's, what's your short description of what a script supervisor does for our audience? Because we've had everything. We've had editors, writers. Um, we had Jenna Anderson, our first director. 
but you you are probably the the person that other than the director the actors talk to the most. Yes, mm-hmm. I would say so, and I'd say a lot of even more than the director a lot of times because you know as in television the directors come and go. That's true. And I think the actors always feel more comfortable with who they know best. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I always got more trust as a script supervisor. Although I think I do as a director too, because people see that, you know, you just have to know the script and you just have to know the story and you have to remember what happened before and after and and, and make sure the continuity, you just want everything to cut. You're sort of the eyes and ears for the editor as well as the director, you're sort of covering a lot of other jobs. And then you oversee, obviously, wardrobe and makeup mm-hmm. and all that continuity. You guys had Nicole on. Yes. And I I watched that episode and she's like, did you guys talk? She asked if you talked to me because I remember, I know why she asked. There was a continuity error on episode one <laughs> with, with Ben McKenzie's jacket. We had to reshoot it. No. Yeah. And he was supposed to be wearing a jacket and he wasn't wearing the jacket. Anyway, that's what I knew that that's what she was. Was it an episode where he's like carrying a jacket in a scene because it was a continuity thing? It was a continuity thing. It's you know what it was? It was it was the second episode and Doug Lyman was directing it. But it was the episode right after the pilot and we were shooting in some where uh construction house or something mm. I, right I like and uh something happened the model home the, the one that's burned home, home versus burned well, down that, yeah. so whenever the fire whatever happened uh he loses he takes his jacket off something happened and we had shot whatever the scene was and he had his jacket off but it should have been on or whatever it was and we had to reshoot it oh, but man. there was was that the actual fight because the fight had to be reshot as well yeah because we found that out too yeah I think so that, maybe it was a number of things yeah it could have been a number of things yeah. and I but there was the jacket was involved and I just remember because we had Nicole had just started on that yeah. episode <laughs> not the pilot it was so funny I'll never forget it um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was. There's a lot of stories of that show. So when we had Jen um, Anderson on, she was kind of explaining as a first director how first, she first AD, first assistant AD. director. What do I say? First director. Oh, first AD. Yeah, first assistant director. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so she was kind of explaining how she got to know the actors well, like how she could um, plan for you know, scheduling and, sure. and, you know, knowing that this person took a little bit longer for this or that, or whether it's hair, makeup, this and that. Did you create those relationships with um, each actor as well? Like, you yeah, knew- Basically, we want to know who got their lines wrong the most. Oh, <laughs> <No. laughs> I have a great story about you, oh, Rachel. Uh-oh. Maybe you remember, maybe you don't. I could always tell when you always knew your lines, mm-hmm. but sometimes you didn't know what exactly the line meant. <laughs> or maybe maybe there was a word that you didn't understand, but you would say the line like like, and I'd be like, she doesn't know what that word means. So I go, That's best. Rachel, do you know what that? No, <laughs> I'll never forget. And it was some scene. It was, I think it was when we were in the college years because it was in that, uh, not the restaurant, but whatever that room, the diner, was. the diner, uh-huh. I guess. No, not the diner. It was part of the college. Oh, the school. Oh, oh, the Mount St. Mary. Yeah. The high school. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. In, anyway, yeah. you guys were in that. It was a break room or something. And I'll never forget it. You're, you're just so professional with the lines. You know the lines perfectly. But I was like, I'm pretty sure she doesn't know it. I don't remember the, what the word was. It wasn't a common word. It was like yeah. a not, not very common word. And uh, I probably Googled it myself to see what it meant. <laughs> and there was another... Uh, I have another... Like when Olivia Wilde was on the show, there was another weird like... Uh, 
dialogue that no one could quite get. And we finally figured it out, like, on take eight. No, this is what it means. Oh, oh my gosh. It's like a line that was like... It just isn't right. Yeah, this that is funny. so funny. That I mean, funny. I'm known for having like the worst vocabulary of all no, time. No, no, it wasn't. It no, was no, not. it's true though. No, and no, I, it wasn't even that. It was just something so, but you would, I would just love the way you would say the line so perfectly. Like you knew every word. You knew <laughs> you said the word, right? But I was like, mm, the inflection or something right. was like, I could just tell. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what? That makes, me think that, that makes me think that they actually started picking up on that, or, you know, Stephanie and Josh and, yeah. and the writers, because just you would say these things and then Summer would say, and Seth goes, you know what this means? Oh, it's my word of the day. I'm trying to use it in a sentence. Oh, like she's, yeah. you started, it started to become well, part of the content. When we did, maybe it was the first episode with Josh and I finally got what I'm going to play him hot and cold. I was like, I didn't know what that meant for 20 years. <laughs> when we did the pilot episode of this, with, yeah, and Josh he's was like, like, you don't know what that Wilson. means? <laughs> I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> really? And 20 you years later. all the time. That's so funny. At the time, I didn't know what that meant. Either. Thank oh. you. You know what? See, Kelly, you get me. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you, I mean, some people uh, also, I remember, so you, we were talking about the fact before we started recording that you went from, you ended up on the Vampire Diaries. When I was on the Vampire Diaries, I noticed that the, I think the script supervisor or they had an acting, well, they would run lines sometimes. Do you, do you get actors that actually like you to run lines with them? Uh, I do. Yeah. Some actors really like that. And, and some actors, I remember I used to never like to read off-camera lines yeah. because I felt like it would distract me from my job because like, I'd be focused on the lines and not looking to see what was going on camera. That was the only reason. Plus, I never really liked doing that. But <laughs> some actors would be like, no, can you just please read the lines? I don't like the way that other people read the lines because I would at least try to do it the way I felt like the actor that I'm reading for would do it, you know, best I could, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but... But yeah, so I'll do it. If someone wants me to do it, I'm happy to do it. You're also in charge of um, obviously circling takes and then making note of bloopers. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that one's going on the blooper reel. Yep, blooper reel. Also, Mike can do things like, um, say you did one line really great and the director's like, I love that line read. Then I just make that note too. So it's really easy for the editors to find. And it's also great for, as a director... To make sure the editor knows. It's very rushed to get TV shows edited. It's so quick. And uh, the editors usually will kind of default to maybe the last take or thinking, right. you know, oh, well, the last take must be the best. Take. This, is, this is a perfect example of how what we do, sometimes it's, you know, as actors, sometimes we take it so, like it has to be perfect or we take it so seriously. But when you are working in such a technical medium, knowing that, you got one, oh, that one line was great in this take and this one line was great in this take and you've got a whole team of people that are going to help you put your your performance together at the end. Yep. It's, it kind of gives you a little bit more of a freedom because we work so quickly in, in television to just like, it's okay. Trust your scripts. I mean, that I would say, Kelly, do we have it? And not necessarily trust the, <laughs> the guest director, which you make a really good point. Yeah. Well, it's true. And I've, I've, I've sometimes even... A, like as a script supervisor on Vampire Diaries once, the showrunner, not Julie, a different showrunner was there. And she said, the line was wrong. And it just sort of didn't make sense. I liked the scripted line better. No one was sticklers. And I said, she's like, I'm fine with it. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> so I go out and change it. But like, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's an interesting, interesting 
job. But even as you're talking about it, all of the things that you're paying attention to, I don't understand how one person is in charge of all of that. Well, it's really, it's hard. You just have to sort of know what to look for. But you don't break for lunch, I notice. You do a lot of notes or, or a lot of script supervisors are sitting there while we're taking breaks. Yeah. Just constantly catching up. Catching up because it's, it's, it's never ending. Although I'm one that always wanted to be caught up. A lot of people, everyone does it a little different, I think. A lot of people will sort of save their notes. I knew this guy. He's a big script supervisor still. He does big movies. He literally will... <laughs> take all his notes on sides and then tr- go home and transfer it all over on computer. I'm like, oh, God, that must take like right. hours. And you have a short turnaround. Like, when do you sleep? Yeah, right? I mean, like, I can't imagine I would ever, I need to always be up on it. But So was directing the natural progression for a script supervisor, did they give you your break on Vampire Diaries for that? Yeah, Julie Pleck was amazing. And uh, so I went with her, I went to her early and told her, that I really wanted to direct and she was really good. And and after I directed, they had me stop script supervising, made me a producer. So I was producer and a director for like the last four years of the show. It was it was good. I but back to your original question about doing takes, I find as a director with certain actors, like there was one on Vampire Diaries specifically that sometimes I feel like overthought so much you would hear off like the off-camera side and it'd be perfect and then once you got onto the person you're like overthinking overthinking so then I would just say okay I have everything I need just give me a freebie do whatever you want I use 99% of those freebie takes because no overthinking anymore right it's just all I I learned that gosh I remember one of the first things I ever did in like 1992 that we would rehearse it and then the camera would say action, and the director would go, why are you guys acting all of a sudden? Yeah. You could see, like, when you're young, you tend to, he's like, just pretend like you're rehearsing it. Right. Because this camera captures so much, and it's such a lesson to understand that you don't need a lot. Right. And that you can always, I mean, Julie Cooper was, it was always kind of a balance because she was a bigger-than-life character. Sure. And, you know. <laughs> Especially toward the end with the trailer park and the (laughs) tobacco, all of it, all of it. I I know that for me, every time we're rehearsing and not shooting is when I like, well, improv and do the funniest things. No, I mean, I'm not saying they're the funniest things, but I mean, just like I'll make jokes or whatever. And then the camera rolls and I stick to the script like strictly and I don't stray, you know, because like you do in those moments, you feel free, but it can be better. Yeah, you're right. Basically. And sometimes not. And sometimes an actor just does the lines and does them really well. Right. And, and doesn't overthink it. it. It just sort of depends. Like, But it's, I guess it goes back to you get to know each actor and their little ways and right. you sort of do a, a, accordingly. When you know more, you can do more. What if you could use science to discover more about your body? Find out what you need for your healthier tomorrow with Everly Well. Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you all at an affordable and transparent price and with over 30 at-home lab tests. You'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need. Here's how it works. Everly Well ships products straight to you with everything needed in one package. Take your at-home lab test, simply collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab and you will receive your results back in days. So I did the women's hormone test and got them all balanced. But now Adam and my husband and I, we just got our food sensitivity tests. And yeah, we're about to take them. And I'm very curious to see what our immune response to 
96 foods might be. Yeah, that, it's so interesting, you know, and I um, got the food sensitivity test for my daughter because she was having some eczema issues and I really felt like it was diet related. So I'm really excited to get the results on that for her. There's even um, one that's called the food comprehensive and it covers even more foods. Oh, I have to get that one. I know, right? Everly Well also has high quality vitamins and supplements to support your overall health. Choose from a variety of options, including vitamin D3 and omega-3 fish oil. And for listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash OC. That's everlywell.com slash OC for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash OC. Article has launched their new line of outdoor products for summer 22. Think oversized statement loungers, streamlined dining pieces, and easy-to-style sofas for all your backyard needs. With 42 new pieces plus a selection of bestsellers from seasons past, Article has what you need to outfit the deck of your dreams this summer. I'm a big fan of outdoor backyard summer parties, especially 4th of July, so I turned to Article to seat all my guests comfortably. I bet you did. (laughs) Just in case you're all wondering, we are actually sitting on the Gabriola Ivory Boussle. I think we say it that way. Boussle Lounge. Boussle, Boussle. What do you think? I say Boussle, but don't ask me. Okay. Boussle Lounge (laughs) Chair. It also comes in Dover gray color. And the Boussle collection is just one of many collections. And it has sofas, love seats, benches, and ottomans. And you know, all the collections are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Article. Also has fast, affordable shipping and fair prices. You can save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash OC and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash OC to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Do you remember who... Um, well, we're not trying to call anybody out, but some Oh, piece, but we are. But some people sometimes... <laughs> But sometimes some people were gigglers. Like, we talked about this. Like, if Yeah, who Cal- would you say broke the most? Ooh, that's tough. Well, broke the most? Yeah. Kelly got the, Kelly would get the giggles. Do you remember that? I do. I have a funny story about Kelly. Please share. Continuity. Remember Dan Addius? Directed. Yeah. Well, a director. He's so funny. He's, Kelly, Kelly had a scene and then in the master, she had to turn and, and then we started doing coverage. She was turning the other way. And I kept saying, mm, she's turning the wrong way to Dan. And he'd be like, I just talked to her and she's certain that she's turning the correct way. And I'm mm. like, I'm certain she's not. <laughs> but do whatever you want to do. And so he he trusted Kelly and let, let her do her thing. But I, this is nothing against Kelly. It's more about Dan. I guess four days later. He comes down to me. He's Now he's editing, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes down on the set. He goes, I just wanted you to know you were right. <laughs> she did turn the wrong way. Yeah. Yep. That's the first rule is always trust the script supervisor. They know better yeah. than you. <laughs> Mostly because my role, when I do turns, I actually draw an arrow. So there's really no question. It's not like I wrote L or R. I just literally, they turn, I draw the arrow the way right. they turn. Right. And it's just, I, I know that's right yeah. because I literally draw it when they're turning it. Anyway, it was just so funny. He just—he had to calm down to the set to tell me <laughs> that I was right. Oh, that's funny. But no, I mean, it. She, 
you know, you that you shouldn't have to remember. She shouldn't have had to remember, you know, which way she turned. I can remember, but it's important uh, for actors to learn our, you know, that's why we rehearse. That's why we, yes, you know, it's so important to actually maintain, especially your props and what you do during the scene, because if you don't match it, even oh, if yeah. the camera's over you, you're not going to end up with a camera on your face during your dialogue. That's true. In the editing, you might end up on somebody else because you didn't match your correct continuity. That is true because they can't cut to you and so mm-hmm. they'll just cut, they'll just stay off match. of you. Right. Yeah. yeah, all the things you have to remember. Yeah. I took a sip after I say, you know, and it's like uh-huh. all these things in your head. It's a lot. Yeah. It is. It's a lot. It's a, it's, it's, <laughs> That's why most people will be like, <laughs> it's a miracle. I was going to say it's magic. Oh I, I paused. It's magic, really. <laughs> it's magic that we got it done. <laughs> I think, well, why don't we get into the episode we're going to talk it. about Did today? you have fun watching it? Yeah, I how did. was that? It was good. I was like, did I work on this? I was yes. So <laughs> no, but like it's, yeah, I completely remembered. It was so weird to watch so late because I remember so much about early season. Season one, I could really recite all of every episode from beginning to end. Oh, why didn't we have you sooner? I, yeah, yeah no, it's crazy, but you know, I don't know why I remember so much about season one. Season I do two, two, though. I mean, I'll, yeah. just full disclosure, as we're going through this, I know how the show, I know the main storylines and what happens. Yes. I am not remembering details, which is actually a lovely surprise for me. <laughs> no, it was great to rewatch this. You you know Paul Wesley from Vampire Diaries was on Vampire Diaries. He's the one that shot Luke at uh, right. yeah. Holly's Beach House. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I know. We didn't get a chance to talk to him. But yeah. A little connection. Okay. Okay, synopsis. Uh, Following their expulsion from Harbor High, Ryan and Marissa are told by Julie and Sandy to stay away from each other. Dean Hess is now going after Seth and Summer by forcing them to work with Taylor on the school musical. Meanwhile, Caleb's will is read. Jimmy makes a difficult decision, and Kirsten finally returns home to Sandy, leaving behind Charlotte, who starts to show her true colors. Directed by Michael Lang. Hey! Written by Stephanie Savage. Original air date September 22nd, 2005. Woohoo! Wow. wow. <laughs> I didn't know Uncle Mike did this episode. Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. So listen, when we start, we're in the diner, right? And poor Summer, she is just like, this is this sucks. This sucks. We're all going to be broken up. And of course, um, you know, Seth is doing his whiny Seth thing <laughs> where he's like, I'm not going to, you guys aren't going to be here. And then of course you could see, um, or you could hear the Stephanie Savage 80s reference to, you know, Back to um, shoes being peed in, butt cheeks taped together, which was a Breakfast Club reference. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. Got so it. there's quite a quite a bit of that, but yes. But um, Seth back to school without Ryan. Summer kind of paints a pretty desolate picture of the year without Marissa and Ryan going to be there. But it, think about this, though. You you guys have become this core four in in the show, and everyone's broken up, and it really is sad. It's really sad. Yeah. I know. Right? Yeah. I didn't, I did not remember. No, I'm just kidding. I knew, I knew that. Well, actually, I didn't remember Ryan got kicked out. I remember Marissa yeah. went to the public school. Me too. School. Yeah. I Does remember. Ryan go to the public school? Well, I'm see, not this is the say. part, these are details that I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say. I have a feeling, I think I know what happens, know. but it's. You think you know? But you I think, think I do know. know. Yes. But, you have but it has to do know. with the, the dean. 
<laughs> this dean. Can yeah, we I know. talk about this dean for a second? Yeah, he was. He's just like everywhere and on them too. He I know. He's so so annoying. Oh my like, gosh! Really it's what like, a it's real like, a hole, man. I'm like <laughs> shaking my fists at the screen. At him and at Taylor Townsend. But oh, well, she's your best friend, Taylor Townsend. <laughs> my bestie. <laughs> She's so manipulative, well, man. Really get, you want to get into Seth and Summer? Let's just do so. So what we've been doing is kind of just breaking down each storyline sure. instead of scene by scene. Yeah, yeah. So since, yeah, so, you know, at the end of the teaser, it's, you know, Summer's been so, you know, Ryan, first of all, Ryan and Marissa go off to their respective parents to talk about their their futures. But Seth and Summer do a little like, oh gosh, this really isn't going to, you know, it's not going to bode well for them because basically I think everything they're saying is letting the audience know this isn't going to be easy for them. Nothing's ever been easy Mm -hmm. for Ryan and Marissa, right? Right. Right. So, of course, there's a cute little like, give me a hug. You need a hug at the end. Who needs a hug? Seth needed Rachel's or (laughs) Seth needed Summer's Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, Right. Poor little Seth. Right. Poor little Cephala. So, (laughs) Dean Hess is asking Seth and Summer to help with South Pacific. After the music got his first wedgie for, of the of the yes, year from a sophomore. W- from a so- he's a senior and he got a wedgie from a sophomore. Oh no, it's a sophomore. Gotta love it. <laughs> but yeah, he asked. Yeah, but Dean, he's all all of a sudden he kind of just radars in on them and yeah, I don't, and says, why is he picking on us so hard? Well, we don't know that. You're gonna find out. Oh, there's a reason. Oh yeah. Oh. And, I thought it was just because we were best friends with Ryan and Marissa. Well, it, it, okay, <laughs> but like we said before, Josh has this now this whole. I guess, cast of adult stories lines because they wanted to attract more adults to the story, to, to, to the, the show. show. <laughs> and of course, in the form of a villain. But when he says that he wants you to participate uh-huh. in <laughs> South Pacific, you have this incredible speech <laughs> that I think foretold what's, what Summer ends up doing in, in season four. Really? A little bit. But... What what do you think of this list? I'll do synchronized swimming. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll release animals. What is it? Um, I'll read, do what else was it? That she'll comics. do gymnastics team, she'll read comics, she'll do anything but drama club. Because I was part of the drama club. You were part of the drama yeah, club. Yeah, sure. But it was definitely kind of a it wasn't the most popular thing in high school, was it? I thought she just didn't want to do it because of Taylor Townsend. Or is it because, no, it was definitely not considered popular. It's definitely not considered popular in Orange County. But at my school, which your, was your Notre daughter's Dame school, was a big it deal. was. Like, you were cool if you were in the theater was program. It, was it in your high school? No. No. <laughs> right. Because it's like stereotypically, stereotypically, it's like, oh, drama club is yeah. like, you know, yeah, nerdy yeah, yeah. or whatever. But no, it was like the thing to do. Either at, either sports or drama, you yeah. know, and, and whatever. But yeah, I, you know what's so funny? And I know I'm jumping around, but. Obviously, Seth and Summer wind up having to help because Dean Hess has us by the balls. And when we're painting the stage, yeah. it reminds me of the scene from Dirty Dancing where, yes, you know, when she's, when they're, pra- when, and baby's the, painting the set and with his, like and the, the sister's tree, like, I'm going to do it like, tonight. Oh, tonight's the night with Robbie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, and it's like, Anyway, that's all I could think is like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was my one takeaway from this whole episode. <laughs> well, I mean, just in that in that whole thing, first of all, yes. Thank God for Autumn Reeser. You probably didn't get to get to work with her that much. Not but much, she was no. probably a script supervisor. She's dream. very, very good in this role. And, right. And and 
something's going on between these two. Like Dean, Dean has, has this helping Townsend. her out. Yeah. And there's something very manipulative. Mm-hmm. She's a wonderful foil to the cast, um, addition to the cast. But there's some serious stuff that goes on. There's some melodrama in this show. But I just love this Taylor-Summer dynamic because she brings out the worst in Summer. Because, because she, I think she's intimidated. She says, you could say all these things and you're doing it all nice, but you're just a skink. <laughs> she just resorts to the lowest thing that she can come up with at the moment. That's like me with the words because I don't have other ones. So I go to skank and the simplistic things Right, in life. right. But yeah, she's kind of got them into a place where they are scared of yeah. this Dean, right? Yeah, well, he's just because they're not like actually scared of him, but just that he's going to try to get them, like and get them kicked out or whatever he's doing. Right, he's, he's manipulating. Just, he's such an asshole. He's such an ass. But yes, when they, you know, they could, but it was a very sweet thing that that Seth came up with the idea for Ryan and Marissa to do this. Uh, I had no idea that Ryan and Marissa had not had sex yet. Did you? Kind of, yes. But was it like a thing that they talked about that they never had sex in they, season they one? Needed or to season remind, two? They needed to remind the audience that they never had done it because I knew I needed this a scene. reminder because. <laughs> well, there you go. So. Yes, because I remember that it was this kind of beach scene, this thing, this, this, what this was. Also, the beach scene, what they built, sorry. On did you set. guys watch White Lotus? Yeah. It reminded me of the beach hut in White Lotus where the server and the girl oh, yeah. went to. I haven't to seen To also have thing. sex. Oh, they stole that. White Lotus stole it <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> right. Okay, just sorry. I'm just like referencing all the other things that this right, episode right. reminded no, me of. You, you, I absolutely did not remember when it happened. I just knew that there was a beach hut first time, but the, there's exposition here letting the audience know that, yes, this is the first time that they did I was it. shocked. Were you? Yes. Did you scream at the TV? Yes. Okay. No. But I really hadn't, it was like, a, they, how could they have not had sex before. Because no. yeah. didn't she have sex he with says, Luke? Well, yeah, they're, not, sure they're not virgins. Right. But they are for each other. Right. Okay, I guess I never thought like much that. about I've never either. slept with someone before. <laughs> You're like, we're virgins for each other. For, no. for each other's virgins. Right. I don't think I ever thought much about that either. That's so funny. Because uh. I just remember doing that Luke sex scene. Oh. And Misha's mom just sitting there. And oh my gosh. Chris Carmack's like, I cannot do this oh, really? with her mom sitting right here. Oh my gosh, that's so awkward. It was so awkward. He just felt so weird. <laughs> and any of those little tidbits that you remember, just interject. Yeah, any season does not have yeah. to be anything to do with what this episode today. Because that's more juicy. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, so that that happens. But Seth and Summer, you know, help set this up. But then when they bring the tiki um, or the the love hut, I guess we'll call it. Sure. Love Shack. Love Shack. Yeah. Love Shack. That was my first concert I ever went to. My dad took me to the, the B-52s. B-52s. I, oh, my God. I was, I was seven years old. <laughs> I was like, why am I here? Was it was that 1982? No, I, I would have been one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but at myself. seven years old, my first concert was the B-52s. Mine was so Thompson funny. Twins because oh, I no missed way. the B-52s. I was supposed to be at that one. Really? Yeah, in we 82. We could have been there. To... Oh, no, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we digress. But they <laughs> they bring this back, Summer and Seth, the next morning at the school. And it was quite an elaborate setup, Summer, I have to say. Yeah. But Summer disappears and then Dean shows up and says, I know you didn't do this alone. I yeah. think he knew 
And he was just trying to get Seth to, you know, give it up. And Seth actually. I like the way that Summer just was like, I'm heading out the back. I thought the same thing. I was like, that's kind of messed up. Like, she should probably like, take the fall with him. And she was like, good luck. Right. Right. Yeah. He's like, no, two months. No, two months so detention. Was, so that was, it's like, that was that storyline. Which, like, again, once again, I think it's. I'm um, annoyed it's, and exhausted. It's great that we have that. He's yeah. bugging me. He's, he, was, he's, he was brought on to be the villain. And he's doing it. I'm really a, not a fan. <laughs> right, right. So, okay. listen, so, listen, yeah. so Ryan and Marissa go back to their respective houses uh, to talk to their parents. And Sandy, of course, he's now fielding everything for this Newport group. I guess there's nobody else <laughs> that can do this because Caleb's dead and Pearson's in rehab. Because Caleb's dead. You know, mm-hmm. Ryan... You know, he he wants her to he wants Ryan to stay away from Marissa, and he's like, "What? Oh, come on, Sandy!" And he's like, "No, I'm worried about your future, and and you, the disappointment that that Sandy has for Ryan." And then Ben's look was like, it was such a moment that I thought, "What? Like, like it brought him down to earth that right. you're yeah. you're fucking with your future, buddy." Yep. And for Sandy. See, that that's what's great about Sandy's kind of parenting, that he's so allowing of these kids to kind of be their own, be on their own journey. But when he brings it down, it means something because it's not consistently just being so, so punitive. He's like, I'm just so disappointed. You need to do I that. don't know what punitive means. Can you Google that for me? <laughs> <laughs> but then let's compare. Even though Julie's saying the same thing, she's just kind of like, oh, hey, sweetie. I got you into boarding school. And Caitlin, we're just going to keep give her some hush money. I know. So she doesn't talk. Right. You know, as good parenting goes. And she's like, Cause, oh, come on, honey. You know, this is, it's, Julie just wants to hide. Right. Right. And she and that's her, her instead of instead of like you deserve to be there. Let's just hide you and let's start anew because this is how we do things. But then Marissa's like, no, I want to want to be with you guys. I want to be with you and dad and be a family. <gasps> that just yanked on Julie's heartstrings. She's like, OK, I won't force you to go to boarding school, but right? <laughs> we're moving to. But you know what? Right. I do have to say New- Orange County has incredible public schools. I don't. You know, remember McGee was explaining to us that um, the Harbor yeah. School could be, was, I don't know if that's a Newport Beach school is that questionable. It's Newport Beach. Right. So Julie says, you know, she's like, okay. But in the meantime, sorry. So Jimmy has gone over to set to, to Sandy to kind of go, hey, I'm really sorry because the last time they talked, he, you know, they paid off Trey. And Sandy called him out on it. Like, they paid him off. And, and he's like, what are you doing here? You know, he was being very suspicious of Jimmy. And now Jimmy shows up kind of like, hey, Sandy, just wanted to say, you know, I'm sorry about all this craziness. But uh, he's like, you want to know when the will is going to be read. Uh, and he's just so slimy. I, I just wrote, Jimmy is just so unlikable. Remember when Tate said, hey, Mindy, do you get comments asking if, you know, you were, or comments about being such a bad parent on the OC? And I was like, no. <laughs> he was like, well, I do. And I'm like, well, this is why. Jimmy is just such a loser in this. Except when uh, you have to kiss him. Okay, so I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> so I always tease her, Kelly, because anytime Mindy and Tate have a little, you know, love scene, so to speak, or kissing or anything, <laughs> she always blushes, number one. And you can tell she's enjoying it on well. screen. <laughs> and you being there every time, wouldn't you say that they enjoyed those scenes very much? I would much? say, yes. 
But what's not to love? How much, how much fun was Tate on set? Love. Tate's so the best. fun. It was so fun. Just always stories and laughter and, and happy birthday and fantastic. Uh, one time I was at craft service and I took a bite of a cookie because I thought it was like a fresh, hot, like homemade cookie. And I took a bite and it was just like a store-bought cookie that like they had microwaved to make it warmer. So I like just spit it out in the garbage. And then I, Tate's like, what are you doing? Because he was standing <laughs> right behind me. I go, oh, it just wasn't worth the calories. So I spit it out thinking nothing of it. And I swear to God, a week later, he was like, Kelly, I did that thing you do. I'm like, what thing? He's like, where well, I ate something that wasn't worth the calories, so I spit it out. I'm like, first of all, it's not a thing I do. I did it once. He thinks you just like taste things. I did that thing you do. That's really like, funny. Like, Tate needs to watch anything. He's riding 50 miles a day. I know, right? He's, like, doing, he's a triathlete. Me that most, is hysterical. It was so funny. I'm like, I do not do that on a regular basis. Oh my God, that's a scene from Sex in the city when, <laughs> where he's chewing, <laughs> chewing, chewing, <laughs> and he spits out the steak. Yep. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I just saw that. Yes. Oh, God. I was like, where, where, where in the Rolodex of my mind did I see that recently? And that's Wait, is that an actual sex in the city? Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's on, someone's on a date. I forget No, she who. meets up with an old friend of hers in LA. He's oh, a writer. Oh, it's an old friend? Okay, yeah. And he just like chews his steak and then spits it out. <laughs> and she goes, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, well, I live in LA. Yeah. She's like, this is why I look good. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, Jimmy had asked Sandy for the, you know, he wants to know about the will. But then Jimmy, of course, that's when they meet up. And of course, mwah, they're kissing. Very passionate kiss. Yeah, it's a lot. Because Tate was mentioning the last time we talked to him, he's like, God, when we, we're just making out a lot. And he's right. There's a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor you. But then he's like, let's just get married. Like right now. Well, not now, but, you know. Then Julie's like, oh, wow, a little brunch. Yeah, that sounds great. No problem. And then at the end, she says, what do you think about the educational system in Kauai? First of all, you don't say Kauai. You say... Okay. So here's... <laughs> oh, okay. So here's the thing. Let's talk about this pronunciation thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I went, huh. So I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Of course I did. <laughs> so a, there's, a, there's a correct... There's a very traditional correct way of saying it. And there's different ways that people say it. Right. So Americans say Kauai. And that's kind of from, uh, it's kind of a leftover. It started during World War II and after World War II. And there's, it's improper to say Kauai, Kauai, but it's Kauai is the correct pronunciation. Well, I thought it's very Julie to pronounce it like that. Like, well, correctly or yes. that she, uh, I, like, I thought over about that. Like you're the person that would order a euro and be like, I want a euro. Exactly. Like well, Julie because, is. <laughs> because I do kind of do so that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's also comes from my parents. My dad lived in Hawaii. And, in and Hawaii he, or? Hawaii. 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 <laughs> well, Hawaii. no, and it's true. There's a, I, yeah. So, I don't know how to pronounce it. I would like to pay respect to Hawaii and pronounce it properly, but I don't know. But I do know that there are some locals or islanders who say Kauai. Yeah. And then it's, so I actually listened to it a couple times because how it's you Kauai. said it or how? yeah I was like why would I do that and then I went and researched it yesterday. It's because... very Julie. I thought I know I I made note of it. <laughs> In the meantime, Don is still trying to get Jimmy um, get money from from the boat, and I thought Jimmy died. I did too. My God! And I was that like, was does, a brutal." Yeah, I was yeah. Like, does Jimmy die? I, like I didn't remember. I didn't either. I was like, "Good Lord!" Right. How is he? 
I mean, this guy is like giving him all kinds. I mean, the Don guy, he has every right to be pissed. And yeah. Jimmy keeps saying, yeah, it'll be no problem. Of mm -hmm. course, no, no yeah. problem. But of course, you know, they didn't receive anything. So then he shows up and, and Jimmy leaves Julie um, drunk at the bar. <laughs> and he gets the boom, bing, bow, bing. He was out of there. Jimmy had a suitcase. He was out of there anyway. Yeah. He does not look good. Does not make him look good. No. No, this no. whole thing. The whole thing was pretty was yeah. pretty gnarly. And then he calls Marissa of everyone to be like, give this to your mom. Yeah. Like he can't even do it himself. His swan song. And this is the very last time we see Jimmy Cooper is that right? on the series. Yeah. Really? That's the last time? Yes, it was his. That's not the right way to go. Yeah. That's shitty. I mean, it was, it was such a sad, sad thing when Marissa shows up and Julie's like, what are you doing? She just, and she just shows face. the ring and she, oh. she just goes, no. Yeah. And she doesn't say, motherfucker. She goes, no. Oh my gosh. Like very vulnerable, like a little yeah. girl. Yeah. And she's like, like what are we going to do? Gonna do? Because remember, she had just said to Jimmy at the bar the night before, she said, I think I forced myself to fall in love with Caleb because of the money and the money that <laughs> Wait. the security. No, you're like, it's not because of the money. It's the security that the money provides. That's what it was. Or something. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. But it's true. But she's actually being really honest and yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like becoming self-aware of sure. her, her circumstance. And the writers were clearly like, what is Julie going to do when she's on her own and has to survive? Yeah. And we're going to see that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So that was... That's that. But she gets this very, more. very warm... Well, first of all, let's comment on the fact that Marissa said, Dad, I don't know what the trouble is. You got to go, go, but don't, don't come, come back. back. And this is a different Marissa. Mm -hmm. It's too hard. I've done this before because she already knows she, she could survive without uh -huh. him. Uh -huh. But it's now it's like, see ya. Yeah. Good makeup by by Cindy, probably. Oh, I think I have a photo of that. Of I what? Of Cindy of, doing his makeup? Uh-huh. Of really? this. I just clicked into my head. Hmm. I might have a photo. So yeah. there's that. There's the Marissa or Jimmy. And although it was pretty funny when the will was read. And uh, Julie's like, where's my letter? Yeah. <laughs> where's my letter? No letter for that you. That was actually sad. I felt bad for Julie. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, Sandy has taken over Newport Group in, the, in his absence. And, you know, he shows up to ask about, he just, he just drops into Lake Arrowhead. You, do you remember, Kelly, you kept saying Lake Arrowhead? Lake Arrowhead? <laughs> Do you she remember did? that? She, it's in one of the bloopers, but she had a hard time saying Lake Arrowhead. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Canadian accent, you know. Oh, yeah. I they add an H just, on things, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, shows up and Charlotte's there. And I think Sandy's bullshit detector is just on fire. Absolutely. How could it not be? Because he's right. just like, hmm, I'm not going to give this person much. But she's, she's, she says she'll consider coming to the reading. And then Sandy clocks that the, she may have been eavesdropping. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. No. Which we, we already know she's up to no good. Yeah, for sure. Because of this drinking thing. And, SWF. And, SWF. Yeah, pretty. But Kirsten does decide to attend, even though Charlotte keeps, like, trying to, like, throw these weird Oh, my weird God. She's so balls. toxic. I guess if you are a con artist, you try to look for the weak spots. Yeah. And people fall for that. But mm. I think Kirsten's starting to get annoyed by her. I just feel like, you know, a little annoyed. And then, of course, during the reading, she, she gets a letter from Caleb. And she, I guess, like um, someone going through a situation like hers, she kind of overreacts, 
runs out the door. <laughs> it's like, well, what if it's this? And what if it's that? And he's like, well, let's just read it, honey. Well, yeah. Humans always go to worst case, I think. First reaction, right? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she thought he was, she had just yelled at him or something. Mm-hmm. And he was She's gonna, like, like, at least I'm not going to die alone. Yeah. And that's the last thing she said to right. him. And of course he did. He but and but it was an apology. But then when yeah, Sandy, Sandy it was called. an apology. Yeah. The letter. Yeah. And her cry at the end. Oh, you just really feel. Yeah. Feel it. Well, she's like, leave it up to my dad to be nice after he died. Yeah, to only say nice yeah. things yeah. when he's dead. <laughs> uh, but, you know, she did check herself into, and I thought it was, she checked herself into the scuzziest motel she could have found, like where the where there was a window on the sidewalk. Oh. And 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 I thought, what is why would Kirsten do that? And I guess it's so, she has the car drop her off in a place where nobody would know her. It's just, and she's probably that in makes like sense. Yeah. East Orange County. Somewhere deep Costa Mesa or something. Yeah. Something like that. But she comes home and now she's home and... Didn't drink. She didn't drink. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of running from my life. I want to live my life. And I believe her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they go to the store and come back after Seth is like boasting that he didn't throw you under the bus. Yeah. And, you know, they have this warm, warm welcome and, and Seth... You know, Ryan runs up to her and then Seth gives her this hug. And they start talking about some of the things that have changed. Like, Ryan doesn't go to school anymore. I got two months detention. And I was like, does she know about Trey yet? Hmm, what do you think? I don't think she does. Oh, gosh. Did she miss that whole thing? Yes, because he didn't tell her. He didn't tell her? So I think he must be telling her in tidbits. A little bit. Oh, gosh. So he, yeah, I didn't think about that. And Sandy's like, yeah, nothing ever happens around here. No, nothing and just, <laughs> happens around here in the OC. <laughs> nothing at all. Oh. Well, let's get to the mm, meat what of you say? Ryan and Marissa are the meat of this. Ryan and Marissa. Yeah. Let's get in like Ryan did. Ba-dum-ba. So after, you no, know, they, you were right about, so Julie tells Marissa that we're going to go to Kauai. I'm surprised how on board Marissa is with moving to Hawaii. Like, she really wants to give her family a chance. I thought it was really sweet. Well, her, at first, it was like, no, I can't go. Right. And because, you know, she's leaving Brian behind. And they've just reconnected and, and all of that. But then, this when she's talking with Summer, it really is this different girl who's like, this is... You know, and, and she's such a people pleaser and she's now a child that thinks she should take care of her, the adults. And when you think about this whole episode, the parents, all of the adults are super fucked up. Yep. Is there one parent that isn't messed up? The kids are the, 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 the healthy ones in mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. And poor Marissa now is <laughs> responsible. She feels responsible for, for her parents. And she's going to she's gonna take the chance. Yeah. 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 I know. Her scene with Summer and like, you know, she's, yeah, you're right. I was surprised. Yeah. I, I wrote, I love her spirit here. But then, okay. So Ryan has this grand idea to ask Sandy for Marissa to live with them. And even Seth's like, dude, macadamia <laughs> nut farm. No. This isn't going to work. All right. He's like, but if you do, here's some ammo. Take a uh, cream cheese bagel, bagel toasted. And when he brings it to Sandy, Sandy's, I mean, think about everything that's going on with Sandy, right? Right. And he's being so patient. But when he says, when he asks about Marissa and he goes, you have some nerve. 
asking that. And I was like, dude, straight shooter. Yeah. 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 But then Brian's like, look, um, he peels to his side of, she needs a break. And, and, you know, she shouldn't have to go off with her paranoid mom. <laughs> well, if there was ever a moment, Ben never looked like a teenager. But to me, this is such a teenage point of view. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, like she can't leave. She'll just live with us. Yeah. Right. Like there's no way that it could possibly be a good thing. So then when, when he tells her, she, she actually says it means the world to me. But no, I can't. This is about my family. And then he understands. And then they go to the diner. And they have this plan to go and it's really sweet. Mm -hmm. It's really sweet. Although, do you think we built that on stage? Do you remember? What? The diner? No, no. The, um, <laughs> sorry, when they go for the Tiki Hut. It had to have been. There's no way they were on the beach. Yeah, they did because that was also the first year the diner was on set, on stage. Remember, we used year to use three? the... Yeah. Yeah. Because we used to use the real diner at the beach. Yeah. So the... I'm sure because they built that whole beach season three, there was like a little beach area. There I'm was? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> See? It, you know, I was only there for like literally two episodes, but I remember the beach area and the diner. And then it was just a small, and there was a lifeguard stand on the beach area too, uh, on stage. Wow. Yep. Huh. There it's was. A, and it was I, just a tiny little beach area, I think just to use for the lifeguard stand or just to use for yeah. a little section of beach. I right. don't remember that I don't. At I, all. I don't think I personally ever shot any scenes mm. there, but yeah, it was there. Yeah. I was just wondering when he has Marissa blindfolded and he's taking her and she's like, where are we? I'm like, she's walking in sand. Like, there's, <laughs> no, there's no way that you're not no, like, where are we? Where am I? As I step into water. And you're hearing the, the <laughs> waves. Yeah, you're hearing the waves and you feel sand beneath your feet, but you have you no clue. You can only clue. smell the ocean. I don't know. She's like, where are we? The diner? Right. <laughs> but it's really sweet. It's really yeah. romantic. It is. it is. I was a fan. And yeah, they're no having idea. this nice moment. And like you said, it was, they were like, each other's virgins. They were each other's virgins. Virgins for each other. And then she goes, oh, I can't do this. And he, she takes off and she's practical joker. Ha ha. I know. I was like, <laughs> I had the same reaction because I literally thought, I'm like, oh, she is leaving because that is something Marissa would do. So I think it's funny that they did that. But then she comes back like, oh, joke's on you. And I was like, wait, was that even, was that a good joke? Well, I mean, I think, it, I mean, it, it worked in the moment, but I mean, it also shows, I think, the audience that she's doing well because she's still recovering from her trauma. But so, so Ben or Ryan takes it very seriously, but then she's like, no, I'm okay. And he says, are you okay with this? Yes, I'm okay. But then guys, we go into one of oh, the- Oh, that's why he asked if she was okay with it. Because of the tray thing? Well, he says, do you want to? Yeah, I think so. I think he's just being respectful. I thought he was just like making sure she was cool with it. Yeah, I general. think it's. I think it's just everything. And because they've, they've all. I think they've gotten close so many times, mm -hmm. and he just wants to be respectful of that. But then we go into this salvation by um by Black Rebel Motorcycle Club plays into this montage of this actually really nice sweet scene between Marissa and Ryan. When you think about sex scenes in television today. That's a pretty tame thing. Yes. Intercut with the most violent. Yeah, it's Jimmy so bizarre. And and <laughs> Kirsten about to drink. And all I could think was, it was jarring because I was on my treadmill jogging. And I was like, whoa, we got to pause for this one. And it was very odd. It's like the first time they have sex and it's the, that intimate moment and Jimmy's getting the absolute shit kicked out of him. Like the, the it was so what, opposite. What did you feel like when you were watching it? it was it jarring? It was. Yeah, it was. 
Well, but you're I, like, but it's the OC. Like, it's <laughs> well, and I and the first I thought was, here's beauty and tragedy right. existing while something beautiful and wonderful is happening between them. Yep. I love where you go with it. <laughs> really? And yeah, you're like really like no. It's like but 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 it's, but it's true. It's true. Yeah, I agree. It's true. It's a cautionary tale. I feel like to the audience going, this might be going on, but look what's going on here. Yeah. And we're not going to make this this beautiful scene. We're going to make sure that the audience still knows that Jimmy is dying yeah. <laughs> while this is going on. Exactly. And I guess this juxtap- juxtaposition. Yeah, of for sure. This story that, you know, that, that you know, comedy and tragedy right. exists. And, and also just reminding us that as nice as this might be, they are destined to not have an easy time no matter what. Yeah. Okay. That's that's, that's, that's my too. that's my take on it. I think that's a very good take on it. Because that. the last thing we see is Jimmy floating. <laughs> Liter- he's dead. He's a floater. Yeah, agreed. he's literally literally dead. Yeah. I mean not literally. Right. He looks dead. I thought he was dead. Right. For sure. I was shocked whenever he wasn't dead. Right. I was like, "Oh, did he not die?" Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, I mean, honestly, I didn't remember, but like I just yeah. thought like why not Caleb? I mean, I knew he didn't right. die. I was like, oh, because I forgot Caleb died when we first started right. this podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I forgot Jimmy died too because he definitely looks dead. I mean, I knew that he didn't die. I did not remember the visual of how, of his face, like a close-up of his face getting smashed into a pylon and just yeah. just how how intensely violent it was while while his daughter and Ryan are ate. having sex. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, well, that's how it's done in Orange County. And Kirsten in the sleazy motel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. All of the above. So. That was the end of Innocence. That was the end of Innocence. So, exactly. Ah, I that's think, my title. So, I think the title, <laughs> I was going to say, think about <laughs> the end of Innocence for that. The end of Got Innocence it. for quite a few people in yeah. this episode. Yeah, I'm going to play him. But I think we had boy. some nice closure for Kirsten coming home. Yep, She's not yep. at Lake Harrowhead. Harrowhead. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And that's that. That is the episode. But now... Yay, uh, it's a good episode. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um, We have some trivia questions. Th- these are actually season one questions. Okay. Okay. So, who said, is this too slutty to wear to an old guy's birthday party? I don't want the dude to have a coronary. I had to have been summer. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, I have no idea I'm who like, said that. It literally, because I couldn't remember it, so it doesn't talk like that. So oh, there you go. <laughs> That's just so too summary. She said it I in literally... the girl, in, the girlfriend. Remember when Caleb had um, the hot blonde girlfriend? Oh, she God. said it for that yes. point. That was his debut. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, what is the name of Seth's boat? <sighs> we do have multiple choices. He named but it. Do you want to see oh, if yeah. you can do it or do you want the multiple choices? No, I can't do it. Give me the multiple choices. Summer nights, the summer breeze, summer evenings. Ooh, I'm going to say summer breeze. Good. Good. Right. Oh, okay. oh, you had another option, but you got it right anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the Cohen's maid? Oh, was it Rosa, Rachel, Rebecca, Rosemary? Rosa. There you go. Who disappeared after. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know what she looked like, but uh, I remember that right. she was there and then gone. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. Which of the following men has Julie not slept with? Oh, gosh. Luke, Jimmy, Sandy, Caleb. Sandy. Yeah. Unless you go to the Chris Kaha. <laughs> what? 
where she was having an affair with Sandy. So she did in the alternate universe. There's an alternate universe? <laughs> Good gracious, people. <laughs> oh, God. So I was like, maybe was there a like, or all of the, or none of the above, or all of the above? <laughs> yeah, that was season four. So anyway. And what is Kirsten's favorite holiday? Christmas, Halloween, Christmaca, or Valentine's Day? Well, I mean, is it Christmaca or is it Valentine? I don't know. Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> she she, she that shows up. That was sort up. of a trick question because Wait. you did Christmas and, oh yes, you're right. Seth was that. Christmaca, but, right. but she got all excited about Valentine's I and Sandy. I saw my Christmaca ornament. You still have it? You yeah. do. Do you have I a yarmulkeaus too? No. No, I never got a yarmulke. I don't think I don't. I never got a yarmulke. I yeah, but I or did have ornaments. my ornament. It's blue and it's like Christmas. I think ornament. I might have an ornament too, or did, but I don't know if I have it anymore. I don't have anything. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much bummer. all I have is the ornament. Really? Yeah, that's cool. I have I a lot know. of clothes. She I used <laughs> to. I don't know what I have. What I she basically like I got went these in pants from the OC. Oh my! You know what I got from the OC? What? what my whole backyard sodded with sod from from the Cooper. Every time we did the Coopers what? exterior on stage, they brought in pallets of sod to put down. Really, for the front yard, and then it'd be done that day, and the sod would either get thrown away. <gasps> so I would be like, "Can you guys drive it to my house?" And they did. They would just drop it off in my driveway. <laughs> my That's amazing. Sod, my whole I had a whole sprinkler system put in, and all that sod put in. Oh my way god! Way to be so, resourceful. Well, yeah. I mean, when you think about movie sets and television sets, can be somewhat wasteful. I hope they now have become a little bit more recyclable yeah. for things like that and food. Yeah, There's I mean, I, I guess you just ask. Sometimes asking really works. Right? <laughs> like, it never occurred to me they would really drive the sod from Manhattan Beach to like Valley Village. <laughs> so, are so to finish up, what are you doing now? I just saw you just directed an episode of The Flash. I did, um, and yeah, I did, and so hopefully, you know, we're gonna hear from next for next season. We'll see because okay. now it's like the time that let's start hiring. Right, because oh, we're in awesome. hiatus. Yeah, in hiatus right now. Yeah, so like the new shows have just gotten announced, right. and a lot of the, the CW shows went bye bye. Really? Yeah, a lot of them. Oh wow, very um, good. Well, let's. I hope to work with you again I soon because we too. saw each other on Entourage too. Well, I know. I keep running into seen you since OC. I know. I can't believe our paths haven't crossed somewhere. But anyway, well, I was th I had a a thing I was lined up to do director wise, and uh, I needed someone in my head, and you were the person. But Aww, that's not going through. Really? But, yeah. Keep me in mind. Kelly. Oh, uh, always will. Aww, always. That's so yeah. Sweet. How fun! We would love to be directed by you. I would love <laughs> yeah, to direct absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I you. trust you immensely. I know that. <laughs> We are in good hands. Oh, Kelly, <laughs> this was so fun to catch up. So and thank yeah. you so much. And we love your shoes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I love uh, it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yes. So great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, everyone. That is the end of our show. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. Bye. Bye, Bye. bitches.